Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Christ Connection Podcast. My name is Kevin Senapati-Ratna and I want to thank you for taking the time today to join me as we go after adventure with Jesus. That's what it's all about, going after Him. And my goal with this resource is to come alongside of you and help you to become the hero that God has for you to be, the dreams that He has for you to, to help you on that journey, to be that person who can kind of just say, yeah, you got this, you got this this and keep going after it, uh, even if you're feeling discouraged or you need a little resource to, uh, or a thought or an encouragement as you go along the way. That's what this is all about for me. Uh, so thanks for joining me on this journey. My guest today is a great example of what this is all about. Rebecca Shirey is a powerhouse. She travels and speaks around the world. She's always going through Atlanta, apparently, uh, <laughs> if you watch her on Facebook. But uh, her love for God's Word is contagious. Uh, I first met her and her husband, Lou, in their role as members of America's National Prayer Committee, which I'm also a part of, so they were kind of my <laughs> welcome committee when I joined there. And getting to know her and Lou since then, not only do they have a ministry that's impacting thousands, but they're just great people. Uh, but as much as anything, I want to talk to her because of a story of adventure that God took them on that I believe will inspire your faith. God is truly trustworthy, and this story is amazing. So uh, we talk about other things, but I wanted to really give this to you. So without further ado, my conversation with Becky Shirey. All right, Becky, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. So happy to be here. Uh, first off, let me just say for the record, uh, I just want to thank you and Lou uh, for your generosity to me over the years and uh, you were kind of my uh, I say in the intro the welcome committee when I came to the National Prayer Committee and so it's, it's just been great to get to know you guys. Well we, we feel the same about you and your wife and uh, just loved having you at the WIND prayer retreat that a couple of two or three years ago and we're so blessed by your teaching on prayer and I just thank you for having me on. Yeah, it was that uh, that retreat was uh, quite the. Uh, I, I've joked with uh, I don't know if with you, but Lou for sure that uh, I, I think we got as much out of that as <laughs> as <laughs> as we gave. So that was that was a good a good time. Uh, uh, a good time. <laughs> yes, I, actually, since you uh, you started, uh, you mentioned that I I was going to ask a question. Uh, one of the cool thing so I uh, to give people an idea of what we're talking about and yeah it's kind of your national prayer leaders from around the country correct yeah it's more international I'm not sure who was there at that particular retreat because some of the international directors can't always come but we usually have a mixture of both so we have prayer directors across the US in our conferences and also on every uh, continent, but uh, but one, <laughs> and um, they help uh, lead pr the prayer initiatives for our denomination. Uh, and it was a, it was a week uh, together, and I, it interspersed uh, uh, prayer with uh, I did a little teaching, and then uh, the 
probably the cool thing for me uh, was when you just took time to minister to each of the the representatives that were there. Uh, kind of a question, just in, since uh, we were, came here, I, if you were encouraging someone, because it was there was a prophetic element to that, uh, and so uh, people who are interested in growing in the prophetic, and I, I noticed definitely on. Um, you 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 flow easily there. Uh, any recommendations for someone who's kind of uh, getting started in that journey? I think it's a it's a step of faith when you hear from God that you respond. And I'm thinking of a verse, but I'm not sure where it is right now. But God spoke to the Israelites, and He said. Uh, or Moses, I can't remember, open your mouth and I will fill it. So at some point, you just have to go step out in faith and trust that the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. That comes with uh, the practice of hearing his voice and also the faith courage to step out (laughs) (laughs) in humility, really. Uh, uh, faith and courage yeah, that, that, that's a good place to start <laughs> right that's, that's what's required uh, I, I did want to uh, right at the beginning because I know one of your uh, favorite uh, things is Bible word studies uh, that I uh, that's one of your specialties. Uh, is there any recent, just uh, as we're getting the conversation going, any recent uh, word studies that you've done that you're like, wow? You know, it's, it's... Well, I was studying uh, the Samaritan woman at the w- woman at the well, and I noticed that when Jesus arrived at the well, the text says that he weary as he was from the journey or tired as he was from the journey he sat down by the well and i wondered how weary is weary what does that word mean and i discovered that it means weariness or tiredness as if one had been beaten wow uh extreme physical exhaustion from labor or heat, which he probably experienced both of them. And although it doesn't say this, this word isn't used in uh, in the story of the woman, she arrived at the well weary from life and from all that she had experienced. And then um, <clears throat> I was looking at Matthew eleven twenty eight that says, come ye all, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, it's the same word. Weary as if you had taken a beating. Uh-huh. But this is the weariness of striving in your own strength, not relying and trusting in the Lord. Um, and it is a very exhausting place to be. <laughs> And so that same word being used, it was an eye-opener for me. And I have felt that kind of of uh, human striving and realized that there's a place of rest. I love that. Uh, 
I heard someone talking about that, uh, all who are weary, and said that was the uh, prerequisite uh, to <laughs> to coming to Jesus. Was we had to yeah. kind of come to our end of ourselves, and we've been weary, and now <laughs> here we are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then when it comes to ministry, we have to be in that yoke with Him. And uh, one of the the message says, um, "My yoke." fits my my yoke is not ill-fitting oh. and when we're wearing his yoke it's a good fit <laughs> we all need to be reminded that <laughs> yeah. oh. right. well when we were kind of doing our uh, pre-email conversation i i mentioned that i want to at least take some of our time to talk about part of your adventure uh with god that you and lou went on and just to set the stage for uh, everyone else uh, we were at a national uh, prayer committee meeting and we had a break and it, because it was San Diego, I wanted to go outside. Because <laughs> it was being yeah. from Minnesota, uh, you always want to go outside in January if you can. But uh, Lou and I began to uh, uh, talk out there, and he began to share this story that uh, of your uh, your adventure that the two of you went on. And so now that I have this podcast, I'm like, this fits with what we're trying to encourage people with. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what, uh, to, to give people a background, what, uh, what led to you on this adventure that you, or maybe give an, maybe give an overview or however you want to kind of dive into yeah, it. Um, maybe I need to give a little backstory. All right. Uh, so my husband, Lou, served um, in the Army as a chaplain, 26 years, and we, we were very contented and happy in that he, he could have served a little longer, uh, but he began to research doctorate programs and eventually, just be, uh, bringing the story forward, he was selected for a... a a program called the Beeson um, Institute for Bible Teaching and Bible Preaching and Leadership Development at Asbury Seminary. And it was such a terrific um, program. It kind of stimulated our leaving the military so he could be a part of that. It was an international search. There were um, about eight different denominations represented in that group of Beeson pastors and five nationalities. And we all lived together in a little cul-de-sac in Wilmore, Kentucky. And, and we were thinking that this wonderful, prestigious program was just gonna open all sorts of doors for us. And there were doors that opened but we didn't feel like they were any that the Lord was leading us to step through. Um, and so we came down to three weeks needing to uh, move out of that temporary housing we had given for the year of schooling. And we had been so powerfully um, affected by a couple of those international students in this program. One of them was from Guatemala and one from uh, Uganda. And as we just um, 
spent time with their families and shared stories, we realized that we were living an American brand of faith that fell far short of what our friends in the uh, from Uganda and Guatemala had experienced in their lives. And I realized we were in two different places. And I wondered about that. And it, it just caused a discontentment in me for the status quo. And so one day I prayed, Lord, increase my faith and do whatever it takes. Now, I prayed increase my faith before. I'd read it in my journals, but I, I, I prayed it in a different way. It was a surrender. It was an abandon. And I really was wide open to what God would do. And um, so we came down to those three weeks needing to move out, not knowing what to do. And we just felt like, well, if God has not given us direction, if none of these doors that have opened uh, are the correct ones for us, then maybe we should just stay put in this community and just pray. And we did that. And eventually I was reading um, my Bible where I have left off the day before, not really searching for anything. And I came to the end of Exodus and there was a verse there that said, when the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel set out, and they did not set out until the day it lifted. And the Lord spoke to me in a powerful way, one of those complete sentences that, you know, you know you're, you heard it and there's no denying it. And I felt him say, you and Lou are like the Israelite children, and when the cloud moves, you move. And so I, in that one sentence, God communicated a lot of other information to me that he was asking us to go wherever he told us, when he told us, and to whomever he told us to go to, that we were to take our personal belongings, everything else was in storage from loose retirement, from the military. And so we had a few things that we packed into a little white Buick with Sabre. And um, we waited to discern a cloud move. What is that? What, is, what does that mean? And about three weeks after God spoke to me like that, I was at a prayer event and this woman, I told, I told some of the uh, people there about what had happened and what the Lord had spoken to me and that I felt that it was the answer to my prayer for increased faith. And one of the ladies said, oh, well, I think you're supposed to come to our house and house sit for us from uh, November to January. And Kevin, I was a little, um, I was, my pride kind of came up and I thought, well, no, this is an adventure with God. And I'm sure it doesn't include house sitting. And I didn't tell her that, but I did the Southern thing, bless your heart, you know. And about three weeks after that, I went to Lou and I said, I feel like that was God and that was our cloud move. And so that was our first experience 
discerning the voice of God and discerning, uh, and it was so important that we discern the, the voice of God because he was in charge of shelter. We didn't have a home base. All we had was what was in that little car that we had packed into it. And I can tell you that the things in that car got greater and greater over the years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that kind of started the process. And over the next five years, the Lord would speak to us and he would say, go here or there. We, we would have been in places for two months or two days wow. or six months or a little bit longer. And the interest is, interesting thing about it is that we didn't have a cell phone at the time. So people would track us down using someone else's phone and somehow locate us wow. <laughs> and ask for help. But I want to tell you one important thing about that first move uh, when that dear friend uh, asked us to house it for her. Well, one side note to that, Kevin, you'll be interested in. It was, um, well, I'll come back to that. My, it just skipped my mind. <laughs> anyway, at their home, we... It was huge. It was like 5,000 square feet. Now, the entire basement was ministry space. And so the living part of it wasn't all that large. But it was still a big house. And then when we uh, went there to uh, connect with them before um, they were going out of the country, the woman um, told me, and well, she actually opened the freezer door and she said, Becky, you are to eat the food in the freezer. Well, if my pride came up from being asked to house it, well, I said to her, you know, we are not destitute. We can feed ourselves. And she kept insisting and I finally relented. And I asked the Lord about that later. Why at that first place was that house so big? And was this high quality restaurant food in the freezer? Why did you provide that? And he said, I want you to know from the very start that the life of faith is not meager, it is generous. And that was such a wonderful start to our time, <laughs> knowing that when God is in charge, it is a generous measure and not a meager measure. We sometimes think that it is when we hear someone lives by faith, <laughs> uh, but, it, but, it, but it wasn't. He showed us a very important thing at that first stop. But like I said, this was a five-year journey and it included a lot of lessons from God about what faith is, about waiting on Him, uh, about faithfulness to continue as long as He 
spoke that. I was also grateful that he started our journey with a word from scripture that's what I need and that he spoke it to me. <laughs> because when I told Lou about it, what I felt like the Lord said, he was just very accepting. <laughs> but, but I'm a real, I'm a nest feather. <laughs> You know, I loved house and loved my home and I love decorating. And I feel like he spoke it to me so that it was so direct and so clear that I never doubted it. Right. And so that was a just a marvelous time. So in that uh, period of time, if over the five years, any idea how many different places you stayed in? I think we counted it up once. It was about 19. Wow, 19. I guess I didn't realize it was that many yeah. different. Hey. Yeah, well, we moved from the East Coast to the West Coast during that time. And um, most of the first part of it was around the Southeast part of the United States. And so when God, um, we had a invitation to come to the West Coast, um, I, again, I needed a clear word from the Lord because we had kind of gotten comfortable in that Southeast region of moving around. We, we uh, helped out a lot of people. Every time, though, it was um, someone in ministry. Um, and so when we had this invitation to go to California, I kept saying to the Lord, but Lord, that's the far side of the sea. <laughs> <clears throat> and while we were there, uh, just checking it out and seeing if it was a fit for them and a fit for us for a, this was a six month commitment that we agreed to help out this church. And I was reading again in my daily reading and I came to uh, Psalm 139 which has in it, even if you move to the far side, <laughs> I am with you. And it was like, thank you, Lord. I mean, when was that psalm written? And he knew that I would be reading it that morning, and I would need to hear. Did it? It's remarkable. Did it? It seemed to get easier as you went in that five-year period or was it different stretches what was that process like for you well after this couple came back from europe we stayed uh, with them for a while longer and uh, just helped them out in their ministry and um then we went well, there was a snowstorm came to, we were in the Atlanta area, and a snowstorm hit that area. The power went out, and when the power went out, we lost also lost water. And we had to leave. I mean, the, the couple had to leave and go somewhere else, and we had to go somewhere else. And we were nearby, nearby uh, about a two three-hour drive was my sister. And so kind of in an emergency measure, we went there. 
And after uh, we were there for maybe um, a month or so, two months, uh, or, or let me back up, we were there about a week when I met, said to Lou, you know, this couple who's in ministry, you know, my sister and his husband and her husband, they really need us here because we were uh, just helping out with the household and helping out in a general way. It's a college town. I was feeding a lot of people, uh, cooking. But we came down to two months uh, of being there, knowing it was time, just discerning it that it was time to move on. On a Monday morning, and this is this is oh, the description of a very troubling little period where we were struggling with um, this process and you know, the unknown of not knowing how long you would be in it, of uh, not seeing anything ahead of you, not that we can, but sometimes we think we can. And so it was a Monday morning and I had, was reached a panic stage. And I said, Lou, for the first time in my life, I cannot visualize the future. And of course, that is totally a ridiculous statement because we never can. <laughs> but the panic of that moment, it was just like, where in the world will we be next? This was a Monday. On Wednesday, we had um, the next Wednesday, we were, had been invited to come to a retreat center and stay there for a couple of days, which meant on Friday of that week, we had no idea where we would go. And so I was describing this panic to Lou and he was in one place reading and praying and I was reading my Bible and praying and about 30 minutes, he came back and he said, Becky, what is the opposite of faith? And I said, fear, because I am really feeling it right now. And he said, no, it isn't. And I said, well, it must be unbelief or doubt. And he said, no. And then he said, we have read this scripture all of our lives and never understood it. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. The opposite of faith is not fear, it's sight. And at that moment, it was such revelation that I just felt so peaceful about it. Okay, I have prayed for the Lord to increase my faith. Since he's answering that prayer, and the opposite of faith is sight, of course I can't visualize where we're going to be. And But this is what he did. He, he provided this moment of divine revelation, at least it was for us, and then that afternoon, we got a phone call from a woman we had kind of crossed paths with in a mall parking lot. We had a package that we were to, to deliver to her. That was our only contact. She tracks us down and calls us at my sister's house. And she says, we have a timeshare in North Carolina, it's at a ski place, and nobody in our family can use it. We have called everybody. Do you think maybe you could use it? 
<laughs> and we said, well, when would we need to be there? And she said, Friday. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Lord provided um, a closure to that moment of panic with that scripture and then with the direction for what to do next. Now, Kevin, I prayed a lot about the opposite of faith is sight. And why do we always, so much of the time, so many people think it's fear. How many sermons have I heard on faith versus fear? And how many times I've seen a book title like that. And so after praying about that a while, the Lord said, Fear is your response to not seeing. And so it's a natural response. If we go into a darkened room, of course, we're going to move carefully because we can't see anything. Well, so fear is our reaction to not being able to see. Faith is a present tense step. And in the next moment, it's another step. And an interesting correlation to that is in um, Jeremiah 29:11, where uh, the Lord says, I give you a hope and a future. Well, over and over the word future in, um, he- in Hebrew and also Aramaic, maybe other languages, means backwards. And so that makes a lot of sense because it's consistent with Scripture. So we don't move forward into the future. We move backwards into the future. So imagine, because we can't see, imagine with me that you're on a crew team in a, in a rowboat and if you've ever seen that, they row backwards. And on the uh, front of the boat, I don't know what's that, what that's called, there's a person called the Cotswain. They are steering the boat, that person, and they are seeing what's ahead. The job of the crew team is to row. In our lives, God is like that cot swing. He is steering the journey and he is um, you know the foundation with each step we take, but we are actually moving backwards. Huh. So we see the past, we are living in the present, but the future is, behind you not in front of you this is a question that's nowhere near what i thought what i was going to ask but uh, when with that idea then is god's promises that he gives us kind of just a glimpse for us so that we keep rowing is that would that be how yeah. you see that yes and even um you know the the steps that says he will guide us and I think about the scripture in Isaiah where he says, I will lead the blind 
in ways they cannot see. Um, but faith is not sight, but faith is vision. There's a difference. So it's not physical sight, but God can communicate vision to us. Spirit is uh, seeing with the eyes of our heart uh, as we move forward by faith. And he does give us glimpses through scripture. And so that's what he did for us that day is through that scripture, settled our panic, provided the answer and gave us a glimpse of what's next. We couldn't see that ski place and we stayed there a week. And while we were there, someone else emailed us and asked us to come help them out. So it was perfect timing, it always was. And every time we moved, God was in charge of shelter. And we never slept in our car. <laughs> there was always a provision. Did you did you uh, ever, uh, was that probably the closest moment as far as uh, uh, that you thought you might be sleeping in your car? Or was it kind of all that way? <laughs> Everyone was kind of that a way. Bit, a little bit like that because... Um, we just didn't know what was coming next. But there were other times we were down to two days, not knowing where we were going, but it never affected us the same way. Because one of the things that happens when the Lord leads you on a journey like that is you become very um, trusting. He shows himself faithful. And so this is another moment and he's going to provide the um the answer because you she got to the point or more to the point i guess uh, i i'm guessing it's uh, since it's faith it's always a continual journey but there got to be a, a new level of confidence in god as you went through the process so that you were <laughs> not yeah. as panicky, maybe. Exactly. And I think that the, the something I want to emphasize is that for some reason, God took uh, us on a physical journey that is actual, it, it's, it's compared to all of our spiritual journeys. And so we always looking to him to move us to a new place and that can be spiritually that can be ministry um, and and i think that what was happening to me uh, and lou also even though he didn't pray a prayer like increase my faith and do whatever it takes that doesn't fit his personality <laughs> he just prayed lord i want to know more about faith but this is what was happening with both of us. And I'm going to go back to scripture. And, and I think the Lord showed us this later. Deuteronomy 32, 11 and 12 says, says this. Um, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions. And it's the picture of a mother eagle is, is comparing God to a mother eagle who is 
fluttering and hovering over the nest. And the reason she's doing that is because it's time for the eaglets in the nest to fly. And so she begins to cause uh, winds of change. She begins to push them to the edge of the nest with her wing. And at some point, she, with a, you know, one swoop of her wing, she will push them out of the nest. And because, and she's not cruel in doing that because she knows that the eaglet was designed to fly. And so God does the same thing with us in different periods of our life spiritually, where he's asking us to go to a different place. And he calls, causes the same kind of hovering and fluttering over us. By the way, that word hovers over its young is the same word used in Genesis 1. Uh, to where it says God hovered over the waters. So I call that process holy discontentment. It's different from restlessness, human restlessness. It's a holy discontentment that comes over us when God is stretching us outside of our the status quo outside of the comfort of wherever we are and urging us to move into a different place, whether that's, you know, it's more often spiritual, but is often also uh, physical. And when we know that God is calling us to a different thing than we are in, um, and it seems a little scary and that hovering process. Um, and it's, it's on that journey where we begin to recognize his voice in such a powerful way. And one reason that is important is that faith comes by hearing. Right. That's how our faith is increased. Right. At one point you said uh, you had that feeling of how long uh, will we be in this. Uh, you, you didn't know it was going to be a five-year period no. of time. <laughs> oh. uh, 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 well, f let me ask you this. How did you uh, – was there a, a kind of a definite end to that season? I mean, was it kind of like, okay, uh, the, now – it's something, you know, could you, yeah. was there a bookend to it? Yes, uh, but I do want to tell you something else first, and I'll get to that, because uh, Lou and I very confidently uh, said to each other, whatever the Lord is teaching us, surely he can teach it in a year. You know, this will probably last about a year, and then the Lord's going to open up a place for us to uh, permanently, you know, settle down. And we still didn't realize um, all that he was doing through that. And so we, as the process went on in that year, we began to figure it out. 
that it was going to take a little longer. (laughs) (laughs) But the exact date of the year where God started this, Lou was up early reading uh, scripture and he came to, and, and not looking for it, just reading where he had left off the day before. And he came to uh, Exodus 23. And in verse 28 and 30, just let me read it for you. That verse says, I will send the hornets ahead of you to drive the Hittites, the Canaanites, the Hivites out of your way. But I will not drive them out in a single year. <laughs> that wasn't an amen promise there, was it? <laughs> and then he's, because, and that verse goes on to say, because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. But little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to possess the land. So that was another one of those times when God spoke to us so completely and really so definitely out of Scripture, which is the way he speaks most often. And uh, it settled our hearts again that, okay, this is a process. Uh, We're not looking for the end time. Uh, But when we did reach that five-year mark and we had been at one place a little bit longer than the other times, I began to pray, Lord, we have gone everywhere you've asked us to, and we will continue to do that. But we are sensing that this time we are in currently is about to be over. And then I would pray this line. So it would, we'll go wherever you say, but it would please me if we could be near family. Um, Our parents were aging and we just felt a pull in that direction. I prayed that, pretty much that same sentence for about three weeks. And then one day I was reading, I think it was the Amplified Version of Scripture, and I was reading the story of Abraham and Abimelech. And there's a verse in that story where Abimelech turns to Abraham and says, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell anywhere that pleases you. (laughs) And I said, I told Lou, I remember we were driving in the car, uh, driving from Chicago. Our son had just graduated with his masters from Wheaton College and we were driving back to the place we were staying at the time. And I was, I found, you know, the Lord spoke to me through that. It, it, it just mirrored my prayer that I'd prayed over and over again. And I said, Lou, I think that the Lord is bringing closure to this part of our lives. 
but we were very careful about we we moved um, to a place that was um, located between both sets of parents and we were very we we rented an apartment we were just still listening very carefully to the lord to make sure if they, if we were to uh, settled down there for a while. We eventually bought a house, and when I walked into the house, I said to Lou, this is not a permanent move. This is a cloud move with some roots. And about seven years later, he moved us again. <laughs> so it's a, temp <clears throat> a temporary seven years. That's it. <laughs> Now, and that's, but see, that's true spiritually. God is always calling us to move into deeper relationship with him, deeper intimacy. And we learn on the journey. We, we step out because of holy discontentment. But then we realize that, uh, that the process the discontentment becomes uh, something you can't ignore, and it really stimulates change. We step out in faith with courage, and then on the journey, God shows us his faithfulness, and then he releases us into a new place of fruitfulness. It's, I, I really see that as a pattern of spiritual growth and maturity in, in all of us. Wow. Hey, that's, that's really good. I, I was actually thinking, okay, I, I should ask another question to kind of wrap. But you just wrapped that up. That was a nice little bow there on the end of that story. All right, all right, but all right, I do want to, in a second, ask, you know, like where people can, because uh, we should probably start wrapping it up, but... Uh, where people can find you online, your uh, website, all that kind of stuff. But uh, just hearing that story, I was just wondering, would you just take, it doesn't have to be you know, 30 seconds, and pray for our audience that they would be willing to go on that adventure <laughs> wherever God takes and the, the faith that they need. Um, so, Father, thank you for um, it, all those who are listening. We thank you for how you um, hover over us with uh, creative change. Father, we thank you for how you move us into deeper and more wonderful places of intimacy with you. And so, Father, I pray for all those who are listening. And Lord, I pray that you would increase their faith. And Lord, I pray that you would do in them whatever is necessary for that faith to be increased. Lord, we thank you that you are so trustworthy and you are so faithful. And I thank you, Lord, that every step we take, we are taking that step of faith on a sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we praise you and we rejoice with how you uh, lead us and direct us. And I will um, just speak over this group and I will say, 
um, as you did to your disciples, have faith in God. And some people think a better translation is have the faith of God. And so, Father, we want that kind of faith. We want to believe in our lives for what you believe for us. And, Lord, we thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Hey. I can say that uh, this has been encouraging to me even, uh, hearing the story again uh, with uh, this journey of the podcast even has been my, uh, a little bit of my (laughs) taking a step of faith of trust and uh, we're still in that, uh, uh, we'll see when the cloud moves. But (laughs) uh, if if people wanted to learn more about your ministry, your speaking, where would you like to send them? And also, is there any final ask that you would uh, have for them of uh, anything you'd like to, to ask them? You can ask them, uh, social media, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I think probably the the best place would be um, my website, RebeccaShari.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Rebecca Reed Shari. That's with two E's. Uh, and I, and a lot of uh, across social media, I'm often um, R.R. Shari. All right. So and, all those all those places. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll and we'll put them also in the show notes that people can okay. uh, can find yeah. that as well. But uh, thanks so much for being on the show today. I, I appreciate well, you, and as I said, I appreciate you and Lou so much. <laughs> so thank well, you. We feel bad. <laughs> Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and you were challenged in your faith. As I mentioned at the beginning, uh, the reason I, part of the reason I had Becky on was to share her story, that adventure that they went on for five years of trusting God. I kind of went on an ongoing basis, not that you stop trusting God, but that, that specific season and that amazing story that they went through to remind you that you are called to an adventure with Jesus. Whatever that is that he's called you to do, to walk it out day by day, moment by moment, he's got a plan for your life. He has a dream for you. Are you willing to walk with it? And as I mentioned on the uh, in the conversation, we're on an adventure with that with the podcast as well. We're taking this a step at a time, seeing where God leads, how God's going to provide, how God's going to uh, make it all a reality, the guests that he's going to bring on. And so uh, maybe God will lay on your heart to become a part of this journey. Maybe uh, you would want to become part of the Christ Connection family with a one-time uh, gift or a, a monthly donation. You can do that at ChristConnection.cc and then just uh, click on donate. Again, that's ChristConnection.cc and click on donate. While you're there, you can uh, hit podcast and you can see the show notes for this episode. Again, that's ChristConnection.cc, like Christ Connection. Uh, And you can find out more about us and our ministry there. Uh, so I just want to, before you go, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for uh, going after God, though, most of all, because that's what this is all about. God bless you, and have a great day. <music>